tail. I was there whenever you showed up. Like I was still there talking. Well, I had to come home and take care of the, the damn new puppy. And change. I'll give him a change. You had him or her? Um, I've had him for a little over a month. Yeah. So, he, uh, funny story about him. His name's Eli. Okay. Go get some goddamn ice. Couldn't come up with a, a name, so I named him Eli. Um, so he's blue, right? The, yeah. the, it's actually gray, but they call it blue. So um, I was having a really hard time coming up with a name for him, but I got it. Everything I name has to be like super uh, witty, I guess, you know, sure. in, in my mind. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. So I got to think for a couple of days and I'm like, all right, so Eli, um, I won't finish any other than name, but Eli is the first name of a guy that was selling, uh, selling meth back in the day when I first started. And it was the first time I'd ever seen the blue colored meth. It was just blue, like sure. off a breaking um, so bad special, special uh, place in your heart. Yes. So I'm like, <laughs> I have to name it Eli because he was the, the first person that I ever got blue meth off of. So there you go. I, I can't say I've seen that either. It so. was, dude. It was crazy because it looked like candy, like really? like actual rock candy. So I ended up sending a couple emails out to like the rest of the guys, and I'm like. Hey, if you uh, get a call about a kid like ingesting some shit, like it's probably because it was blue. But oh, luckily, yeah. it was a small batch, and there wasn't very much of it that went around my tune or the surrounding area. But sure, sure, yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like I live kind of a sheltered life, so I don't see any of that kind of. Stuff. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and I did too. And I'm sure Poland would say the same thing growing up here. Yeah, it's like yeah, you kind of like there's a, um. A, an entire different side of the community that you never see oh, yeah. unless you're in it. Yeah, unless you're yes, at least you unless you're doing it or yeah. uh, trying to stop it. Yeah, <laughs> like growing up, I was like, "Drugs ain't that bad." Where's the name of my shit? Why are Hey, welcome to the podcast. We're two uh, minutes in. We? We're two minutes, two and a half minutes yeah. in. Welcome <laughs> back, or welcome if it's your first. Um, yeah, Thanks we're just heads up. I just like I sometimes I like hitting the record button before I ever tell anybody and then just getting raw like conversation. Yeah, exactly. it's a good time. Just uh, cuts out the suspense. <laughs> a little bit. Just rolling today. We're we're like thirty minutes in. I don't know what you guys have been doing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Anyways, for me. Welcome. I think this is like episode twenty-seven or something. I just counted and I forgot already. Um, Clint's on episode four. Clint is on episode <laughs> four and a half. I think he made it through half an episode one time. Yeah, he up and then like a, about a one. third of another one. <laughs> no, for real. Um, shout out to Clint real quick. He was one hundred percent planning on being here, and his family um, had a tragic loss. And it's his story to tell if he wants to tell it at a later date. But um, you know, he lost a, a friend and, and hunting buddy and, and all that. So. Um, rest in peace to that man. And yes, um, like I said, Clint can talk more about that if he if he wishes to. But it's his story to tell. So um, he wanted to be here again, but that all just happened. The services were just yesterday, so they're still kind of doing their thing and recovering. And so he should be here for the next one. We'll see. <laughs> should keyword. <laughs> we got our fingers crossed. Should and we'll see. Not hold my damn breath. All of the other ones are his fault. Yes, this one. Every single this one. one. Obviously, he gets passed. So sure. Um, Hey, let me get some of this real quick. We got some That'll light, light chip going the whole way down. Well, see, yeah, it's pretty smooth. It's, uh, I, it's yeah, good. You it's got, good. You got him. But see, Poland doesn't drink anything without apple in front of it or after it. So, <laughs> no, right. He's not. He's not used to this kind of stuff. 
Yeah. So it's pretty good stuff. He's going to start sweating here in about four <laughs> minutes, I'm telling you. I went on a pretty big bourbon kick in the past, and uh, oh, yeah. life gets busy. And you don't have time to drink. Or you don't uh, you don't want to drink because you want to wake up the next day. Yeah. So. Or you know you got kids. Or you got kids. That's 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 the biggest thing, absolutely. Yes. So, but uh, Congrats on the win. Appreciate it. Thank you. He's going to... He's going to be a nice. big boy, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's <laughs> definitely in the jeans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, back to the intro. Are you doing a... You got one? Ready? Well, it says a thumb of thumb. Hell yeah. Well, uh, we're going to identify the other voice on here here shortly. Leave, mystery, yes. We're going to leave everybody in suspense, <laughs> even though they read it before they clicked on the episode. Whatever. All right, I got police officer William Earl Collins Jr. of Dayline Police Department, Louisiana, into the watch July 9, 2021. Officer Collins was shot and killed responding to domestic disturbance. Uh, when officers arrived on scene, the suspect opened fire from within the house, striking Officer Collins in the head. Um, he was a part-time officer with the department, a full-time correctional supervisor with the Webster Parish Sheriff's Office. Uh, he served approximately 10 years. Thank you for your service. Yeah, appreciate it. Rest in peace. Um, one thing I, I forgot, June 23rd, I took this snapshot, so it's been damn near half a month. But uh, update 2021 by the numbers, 145 police officers have been shot as of uh, June 23rd. 27 officers have been killed by gunfire. Um, and 47 officers shot in 36 ambush attacks. It's fucking unreal. Um, it's ridiculous. It is. And then I got another meme that says, uh, Captain, we're losing officers at an alarming rate. And there's, is there a plan in place? And it's got the, uh, what, what's that? Um, oh, the pa- show? Pa- Pawn, Stars. Pawn Stars. He's like, the best we could do is uh, <laughs> fucking baseball hats and outer carriers or something. So. It's a funny law enforcement <laughs> joke. Yeah. Best I can do is beards and outer vests. Yes, that's that's our department right now. Um, man, I know I had one that I really wanted to had it saved. Oh, Terre Haute. Um, pretty close to this area, so um, I want to give him a shout out, Detective Greg Ferenci, I believe, a 30 year veteran of the Terre Haute Police Department, was shot and killed uh, in the line of duty. He was assigned to the FBI task force on behalf of the Terre Haute Police Department. And uh, at this time that I took the screenshot, the FBI was leading the investigation. And I don't believe I have He's an update on, at this time. DMP. Yeah, sure. I did. I did see that one on Facebook. I hadn't seen the details. Big guys. burly guy. Man, there was... What was, was the other one? Um, on yeah, Detective Greg Ferenczi. Oh, gosh. A subject drove to the gate of the building and threw a Molotov cocktail at it. The man then confronted Detective Ferency and shot him as he came out of the building. Despite being wounded, Detective Ferency was able to return fire. An FBI, FBI agent also rushed outside and shot the subject, who then drove himself to the local, local hospital where he was taken into custody. How in the world? It's crazy. Um, and then there was one uh, more. Sorry, are you done? That wasn't the story I was expecting it to be. That was a little out there. I'm trying to find the article. <clears throat> Sorry for the downtime. We are never prepared. This is just who we are. And I was prepared. You, you should. Uh, you should be used to this by now. Well, Wabash Fire. I want to. I want to shout out him because oh. um, that one is literally local. 
and I know I'm going to butcher the fuck out of his name. Yeah. But it's not in any kind of disrespect, but um, I'm getting close here. Any service down here? What, uh, what you looking little, for? Just like the Facebook post that uh, they would have released. Maybe they didn't release much of one. Um, well, there was a release. <clears throat> I thought so, but here we go. well, here it is. Sorry, again, we suck. I think it is. All right, at the uh, never mind. That's not it. This is just saying. All right, basically, there was a uh, Wabash fire here in the Coles County area. Um, suffered a loss. Um, his name, man, Medi Mudra. Murad, I don't know. I'm sorry for butchering that. Um, but 21 years old, he died while responding to a crash on I-57. They called him Matt, um, guys that I talked to. So uh, Matt was responding to a call. We were actually working that day. Were you working that day? I know I was. I wasn't. No. I was working that day, and it was whenever we were getting hella rain, and the conditions were terrible. We had like three crashes all at one time. One was on the interstate, and I know Wabash Fire responded to that one. Um, and there, the water, the rainfall was, was coming down so hard that a vehicle had pulled over on the interstate and had their flashers on. And then Matt was responding to one of the crashes nearby and didn't see them and rear-ended them. And, and he ended up losing his life, I believe. I was told it was his second call out ever. So Yeah, I think that's what I heard. Um, 21 years old. He had just started. It sounded like from what uh, everybody was saying, he was... Uh, is, he the, is he a Lakeland student? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyways, um, rest in peace to Matt. Yes. And uh, yeah, this shit sucks. So they said he was uh, super nice. Just uh, was like the most excited to get into first responders, whether it was police or um, fire. He wasn't really sure yet, so he volunteered. So that's the other thing. He was he would sound like he was getting paid to do it, man. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, dude, voluntarily. Complete, complete voluntarily. Yeah. So he actually got a citation um, by one of Matt Team Cops a couple <laughs> like a month or so before that, and so we caught a little bit of grief for that. But sure, must be soon. So moving forward, we have a guest, Jordan Bullet. What's up, man? Not too much, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, yeah this is where you should be really nervous because like. 4,000 people are probably listening to this right now. <laughs> well, not right at this moment, but... Minus three at some, zeros. <laughs> at some point, they'll yes. be listening to me. <laughs> You'll be one of the four. Um, so, welcome. Um, wanted to bring you on because, obviously, you're local. You're, you're born and raised here. You kill really big deer. Sometimes. Sometimes. Way more often than us. Like, <laughs> which is never. So... <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, um, it's always cool getting a, a local killer on here, so welcome. Appreciate it. Thanks guys. for having me on, guys. Yeah, um, go ahead and, and give the people that probably know you better than us, but go ahead and tell them who you are anyways. Yeah, uh, like you said, my name's Jordan Boldig. I'm from uh, here in Mattoon. Grew up, uh, born and raised, not born here, raised here since I was like two, so born, born in Texas, <laughs> down south. But uh, I can so. tell because you're like... 18 foot tall. So they say everything's bigger, bigger in Texas. Yeah. So I guess it. Yeah. Uh, walking living proof of that. I don't know. <laughs> or it's just my genes. I think the whole family is proof of that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but uh, yeah, work here at Matt Chan uh, and uh, do a little honey in the fall. Fuck so. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, so why in the fuck would your family move from Texas to Mattoon, Illinois? Yeah. So uh, just 
my dad's job at the time. He was uh, in the golf business, still is in the golf business, but kind of he bounced around it after uh, getting out of college um, to different golf courses as a superintendent. So took him to Texas over. He worked at a resort down in Texas for a while, and then he kind of got tired of dealing with the uh, political BS of dealing with uh, other bosses or working for a municipality yeah, for <laughs> so, or city so yeah. uh, or country club. So he uh, they started kind of looking to to buy their own. So cool. And uh, settled on good old Matson, Illinois, out of all all the, the places. The cradle of civilization, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We sw- I swear, people just put a map up on the wall and throw a dart, and it always hits Matt. It always it's like how how yeah. <laughs> Cover Illinois and just hit any other state but Illinois. <laughs> all, the, all the places to go. Yeah, I mean, I love Matt. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's crazy. like when you're, when you're born here and raised here that. It's a little different, but uh, yeah. probably from the outside looking in, people are like, God, you guys are fools. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and we all grew up here, so it never seemed that bad. No. No, no, I really, I I don't have any complaints about Matt Toon, but yeah. I guess, yeah. like you guys said, we talked a little bit at the beginning. I uh, I kind of live my own little sheltered life, and I don't uh, I tell you what, though, see the bad stuff. Way to have I, you know, we grew up not knowing much about it. Um, probably a good thing. And so whenever it started kind of getting to the point in my life where I, you know, wanted to be a cop, I was like, I never want to go back to Mattoon because I moved away uh, to college. I'm like, I don't want to go back to Mattoon. I definitely don't want to be a cop there. And of course, so I moved back and I became a cop here. And uh, I was like, man, I, I probably won't last long. I'll probably move on somewhere else to get my experience, move to the feds or something. And then I'm like, dude, there's no better place. Yeah. The It's it's uh, a little bit of everything. It's not um, violent. Like, you know, your bigger cities, your Chicago's sure. and St. Louis. Oh, yeah. But you we're still in a way get, we're a little sheltered here. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you still get, I mean, we get in foot pursuits and car vehicle pursuits and just shit almost every day. So yeah. it, it didn't yes, take me long to fall in love. Enough, enough action to keep you. Uh, yes. In our, uh, more, I guess, more than yeah. enough. Yeah. But then more. you still have like the side that we always saw growing up, which is still the nice side of the community. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. we still have that really nice side of the community. Yeah, sure. So sure. It's, uh, it's cool seeing both. Yeah. You guys uh, definitely yeah. get the both worlds. Yes. Whether it's the best yes. or not. <laughs> no, not. That's the deciding factor. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so um, you've got a pile of sheds over here, and I want to get to that. But first of all, I want to talk about, um, one, how you kind of got into hunting, and because I'm sure you're glad that you did move to Illinois, or your family moved to Illinois now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so how, how you got into it, um, we'll start there. So Yeah, yeah. So uh, just it's been in the family it's kind of been family tradition for a long long time uh more my dad's side than my mom my, than my mom's side so my grandparents on my mom's side grew up hunting grew up with guns but weren't into it like my dad's side of the family my dad grew up granted my both my uh parents families are from wisconsin so they grew up in central wisconsin uh another big deer hunting yeah they got some deer on there oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so um my mom and uh, my mom didn't grow up hunting or anything like that. Her dad didn't really hunt, but my dad's side of the family, uh, big deer hunters. They there's about five six hundred acres in their family up in north central Wisconsin that I grew up hunting on oh, as geez. a kid, or at least going before I was even able to hunt. Uh, so that's kind of kind of how it got started. My dad hunted the same ground his his dad, so it's you know it's been in the family for, for oh, a lot yeah. of generations. I'll spoil a guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's a little bit different up though. There, up though, it's uh, it's super like thick timber, and it's not quite like what we're used to down here. Like it's super rocky ground, no food plots, like not really much of patterning deer. A lot really? of swamp, like nasty huh. thick 
shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you hunt like the most open areas and hope they come there. So, sure. but it, <laughs> yeah, I, my dad didn't really, he grew up, he grew up bow hunting up there, but I think, uh, up there like gun hunting like rifle season it's like the same opening weekend as our gun season down here it's like it's like a state the, holiday up there the it's entire like, army comes out yeah they call it the orange army and it's yeah. literally like a week long like they're, i think their season like it's a little different up there their season runs like a whole week straight um from when it opens as far as like gun season where it's like down here it's like you know a weekend so right up there it's like a week-long drinking binge and then a little bit of hunting. <laughs> i feel like that would be so much fun yeah like uh, obviously we're we're more into bow hunting but i feel like that whole like camaraderie in the the deer camp and like just being around a bunch of people and having a good time oh yeah that's gives a, a shit how, how you kill it but like that's exactly really cool. how it was uh i mean i remember multiple times when i was younger like i'd be at home like six seven eight years old my dad's like See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Going to Wisconsin for the weekend. Not bringing you in. And then, you know, I got old enough to where I was like maybe mature enough to yeah. like hang around deer camp. And uh, there was like an old family farmhouse called Home Lodge. Uh, and it was like packed 20 guys into a little like two story house uh, for the weekend. And with oh, a yeah. bar, like a big bar in the basement and uh, <laughs> grill out, awesome. sleep on cots and uh, hope to wake up in the morning to deer hunt. Yeah. <laughs> totally, right? Yeah. Exactly. So. But, uh, so that's kind of how, uh, my dad got into it, whatnot. And, uh, you know, I, I started going up there when I was younger before I could really even hunt, but that's where I killed my first deer with a gun. Well, how old did he wait until? I think, uh, I probably started going up there maybe when I was eight, but I didn't go up there strictly with my dad. It'd be like more of like my parents would go up like a family weekend. Okay. I'd hang out at grandma's house and, and, and stop there a little bit uh, here and there and see, so got to do his thing. So you had your first beer or deer camp at like 10. Yes, may, may, oh, I may yeah. or may not have oh, yeah. <laughs> smoked. Awesome. I'm like, I, I, I do vividly remember like my older cousins like bringing like backwoods cigars, yes. and we'd sit around a fire outside, and I'd be like, "What the hell is this?" I'm like ten years old, back here, just take, take a puff of it. <laughs> That'd have been terrible. God, could you imagine? So, so you killed your first deer there? Yeah, I think I was like uh, ten. I wasn't even old enough to like technically carry a gun, but my dad would carry it for me. And like, <laughs> we'd, I remember like vividly, it's like a, it's a little different. I mean, like I said, it's really rocky and it's just like, you're either in a swamp or you're like on some ridges and the deer like bed in the swamp and come out to feed like it was <laughs> like the, you know, the timber in the evenings and whatnot. So I think I remember uh, killing this, my first doe up there when I was probably 10 and uh, it was like, close like came out of the swamp like came over a ridge and it was like staring me in the face <laughs> so but uh, yeah so that's kind of how so was he with you yeah he was Obviously, with me. yeah okay. we were like sitting on like a giant boulder like i don't even know how big it was probably like five feet around oh yeah so i took uh took little man in there last year and I, I i built a 300 blackout pistol so it'd be easy and he uh he couldn't do it. He had, he had a little buck in front of him, broadside. You know how little bucks are. Oh, yeah. They're young and dumb, so they'll sit there and stare at whatever's yeah, yeah. making noise. Yeah. I'm like, shoot him. He's like, I can't I can't see his heart. Yeah. Like, bullshit. <laughs> you can't. He just he didn't want to pull the trigger. Yeah. So that's part of it. He'll get he'll get there. For sure. So yeah, it's, it's uh, cool. at some point it'll go from uh more of a like a pet type view on it to yeah. meat. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I try to I try to put him around you know the death part of it before like seeing it hanging up in the back and cutting yeah, it up and just kind of introducing him to that a little bit i need to get him on a blood trail but i can't get a blood trail very often i usually shoot him in the head and they die right there so 
We had one for him, but yeah, a little far away. <laughs> About six hours long. Could have used the help. Go <laughs> under there. All right, little buddy. Get tired. <laughs> yeah. So, did you hear that though? Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Did you hear that he shot a deer twice? I I heard it in a past podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. We've really, only talked about it on yeah, another podcast. So it must have been. It wasn't like one of the first ones. Yeah, we talked about it's it on been, every single oh, one. Every <laughs> damn. <laughs> session since every single one so you're infamous for shooting a deer two or three times twice, twice? it was twice. twice was this with a gun or with a bow a bow oh, yeah. that takes some talent shooting a deer twice with a bow and he was a big son bitch too that's really? what made it the worst part oh my god biggest one I've ever had especially that close to me so did you recover this deer <sighs> I tried getting help out there look for two days I tried getting dogs and you know, during the rut, we them the dogs are, you can't get a dog. Oh, yeah. They're all booked. Yeah, they're, uh, well, that, and you get them in the woods, and they're chasing every scent but the deer you want them to follow. I've only used a bloodhound, like, one other time. Well, this one was big enough that I was willing to get however many dogs I could out there, because it was, like, why do we keep talking? Was this on public ground? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would have had to bring the dog in at night, which was. Yeah. Uh, That's the worst part. And I think the guy knew it. He's like, I don't. He's like, not interested, unfortunately. He's, yeah. He's like, I've been doing three tracks like a day. I'm already down south. He sounded exhausted. Oh, I can imagine. I had so much confidence. I'm like, he put two arrows in this motherfucker. And then we get there. What'd you do? Hit him in the ass? No. No, he's. Uh, quarter and two. Yeah, quarter and two, probably. 12 to 15 and some reason i didn't put my offset I, I just put the pin right on the old hearts and it went high sure but it was enough i thought the way he was acting that i got part of the shoulder and such and it went straight through he ran around 180 on me i'm like oh shit what are the odds i'm gonna maybe get two shots off on a buck like this yeah and so I'm already shaking that I've already put an arrow that I thought was solid through this sure. thing. I, I was <laughs> estimating my head real quick, 30 yards maybe. By the time I got down and looked where that's where you're standing afterwards, it was probably 35, 40. So the second the second, shot. second shot was low. Sure. Hands down low. It's, it's easy to do. When you get a big deer in front of you, it is very easy to oh, do. Yeah. But man, that's a, I wouldn't know. That, that's one uh, living proof right there. Yeah, sure. We'll get to that shortly. <laughs> I mean, man, the way he took off of that second one, his front right shoulder was dipping down, hitting shit, and bouncing. I was like, that, that's a dead deer. Uh, and he was like stumbling, well, from what he said, stumbling up a hill. And then he got, whenever we tracked it, we got up to the hill, the top of the hill, and he had bet it down. And so I'm like, dude, this, this fucker's done. Like, oh, yeah. no time. And then four hours later, we're like, go specs. So oh, yeah. enough about Poland's fails. So, yeah. it was. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, first, <clears throat> sorry, first doe at 10 ish. Ish. 10. Yeah. So, when did you get into bow hunting? I got into bow hunting. I had, at that point, I had been shooting a bow. Okay. I got my first little PSE spider <clears throat> before I could even probably hunt. Um, and it was just a matter of time before. <laughs> Enough practice where I knew it. my dad was confident enough to take me in the woods to, right. to potentially shoot at a deer. So I think every kid had that bow, didn't they? Oh, if they started young. And I think they parents. still make that bow, and it's been like 20 years ago. <laughs> I still got the original one sitting in my garage ready for my boy when he That's one up. thing I wish I would have done is keep my old, my old bows. Yeah, I, I got them. Them. It's like you never – it's like anything else. You trade them in, you don't get jack crap. For oh, it's yeah. not worth the so it's like bucks. Yeah, so it's like I wish I would have uh, – I mean, my dad's got like bows from like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. 
that have like balls of yarn. So before like yes. uh, before like yes. uh, these little monkey tails on yeah. strings, they would literally tie balls of yarn. I remember like my little, dad like, frayed balls of yes. yarn to yep. the string. And they still like, make them. Oh yeah, he's like I always like, got them. Uh, that's my vibration damper. I'm like, all right. Yeah. yeah. My dad had a bow like that. He didn't do much bow hunting, but he had a bow. Sure. I remember that, man. That's, but they do. They still make them. I looked into them. I mean, they're more, I think, for like, like re- traditional guys. Yeah. yeah we'll Recurves and traditional yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you were. I, uh, back to kind of how I got into bow hunting. I think I, if I remember right, I think I shot my first deer. I have my original arrow at home. I was actually looking back because I knew you guys awesome. were going to be asking me this shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get my, my date straight. 2006 when I killed my first okay. deer with a bow. Um, we used to hunt some ground over in Paris that a, a good friend of ours uh, had some farm ground over there. And we used to drive over to Paris and whenever I was around that age, middle school age, and uh, killed my first doe over there. Hmm. small little yearling oh yeah good eating yeah, absolutely <laughs> so and then i think the, i think the next year I, that was like the first year i got like the itch mm-hmm. after after you kill your first year it's kind of like a well it's an yeah. addiction in a way yeah. so time to get serious about I think, it i think he was either 2007 or 2008 which it would have been like i think looking back would have been like seventh or eighth grade eighth okay. grade i think i think i killed my first doe in sixth grade killed my first buck in eighth grade so jesus which was just like a little yeah little <laughs> i feel like you gotta take the steps so oh yeah yeah you do yes yeah, so, there's a difference for sure. So let's talk about that difference because you've killed some big deer. Couple. Yeah, I would say. So when did you kill your first big buck? Um, what's your definition? Oh, I, yeah, you're right. I'd <laughs> say 125 plus. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Pope and Young. Okay. Yeah, you're I definitely would, in there. Um, I look back. Um, because I have a handle. fucker says. To find big well, for me i mean anything with a fucking antler out of its head i guess yeah i i've killed some like uh decently small decently good sized bucks like for my for my age at the time like you know you you get more picky as you get sure, yeah. more you know you, you hunt more and whatnot and by all means i am not a expert deer hunter like i'm still like an amateur like it's, it's some it's it's a little bit of uh preparation and a lot of luck still for me absolutely so, um but I think I killed my first like 125 inch deer. Like when I was like, I think it was, I killed it with a gun. It was a nice 10, 10 pointer. And it was like 120, 125 right around there. Yeah. Eighth grade year. But that was with a shotgun. So I don't think I killed my first um, buck. That was maybe 120 inches till I was into high school. Um, but I killed yeah. a lot of small ones too. Took you long enough. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of guys that go their entire hunting life. Not ever, you know. Don't disrespect me like that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's sometimes it just don't work out. Oh yeah, absolutely. So clearly, do you still hunt that that ground in what'd you say, Wisconsin, right? Yeah. So it's still, you still go there. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. Like um, there for a while, like the Wisconsin DNR um, got kind of weird with like their their like gun season laws, if you will. And it was uh, there for like a while, like a ten year stretch, like in probably. Like 2005, 2015, maybe they uh, they did this program called Earn a Buck, where you before you could even shoot a buck, you had to go out and kill a doe. Sure. So like for a while, like it was a huge mistake, and any any hunter in Wisconsin will literally just drag the DNR through the fucking mud because of this kind of law at the time, because it just literally devastated the deer population. They they would go. My dad said uh, when he was a kid, he would. He remembers going in the woods, sitting and seeing 30 deer in a day. Right. Um, and it went to the point where you'd be lucky to see five mm-hmm. on the on a ground that 
500 acres that should have should have a lot of deer you know that's that's not overly hunted or yeah. anything like that so um but going back to that no because i'm usually chasing a big deer down sure. here but yeah. you, you before that before i really got into bow hunting and really had some good properties to hunt down here um yeah we'd go up to we'd go up there it's more kind of a tradition deer camp type deal more than it was hunting sure you know just like any other out-of-state license you know it's up there it's a little more reasonable it might be a 150 bucks or an out-of-state tag but at all. we're coming to illinois it's a little different so yeah it's like yeah. six but now i have a way of, <laughs> yeah now i have a lot of cousins like my age and we, we swap pictures back and forth yeah. and they're like yeah now i know why you don't come to absolutely <laughs> no i mean uh i listen to wcb obviously all the time working class and Kurt always says, don't leave, don't leave big deer to go find big deer. Yeah. So it's like, and I, it's one of those things that's like seven hours away. I'm not going to take the time to make a road trip up there, put cameras up all summer long to, uh, when you can chase a giant, probably seven minutes away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I can't blame you there. So that's going to have, I'm going to need the coordinates of that place though. Cause I don't have any, any around here. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'll go to Wisconsin. I don't need to go to your spots <laughs> over here in these big ass fucking deer. Cool. So, um, what was the one you shot last year? Was that your biggest? Um, close to my biggest. The, the my biggest one that I've shot was like one sixty three gross. Okay. Um, that I killed in twenty fourteen. Uh, the last last year's buck killed shot or killed buck shot. <laughs> the one I killed last year scored like one fifty eight. One fifty eight. So take me back to the two thousand fourteen. You said yeah, twenty fourteen. I'm really bad with memory you just said it and i almost forgot it sure. 14 um is that is that a deer that you had been chasing or was it kind of just luck it, it was a fluke actually um Perfect. we i mean we've been in and part of success is having some good hunting ground and and that's the biggest thing i've been fortunate my parents have had um once we kind of my dad's always my dad grew up hunting public ground around here mm-hmm. he hunted, grew up hunting fox ridge a lot sure. and before he was able to afford to buy his own and uh we my parents have bought some pieces of ground and you know and kind of kept them for a few years and if they didn't turn out to what they kind of like then they'd sell it and move on or whatever try to find a different piece but uh they had some ground down in cumberland county that's where i kind of we originally started hunting uh but there it was down in cumberland county a piece of ground they're, they're a piece of ground i say ours but it, our family yeah ground. right um it was more of like a recreational piece. It wasn't strictly like, sure. hunting. like it, we hunted it, but Go there, was a, or there was, there yeah. was a lot. They had a, had a cabin on it, like right in the middle of it. And, uh, you may or may not have been hunting and, uh, you'd have like a neighbor driving their four wheeler right. right through your, like sure. your shit. So it, uh, it was fun when we were kids, we'd ride four wheelers out there and whatnot, but it wasn't yeah. quite the, uh, the deer hunting. Serious deer hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. exactly. So, but where we've ended up is, uh, the last 12 years, I have like 60 acres, um, here in Coles County over on the east side of Charleston um, that we've been lucky enough to manage really well and grow some big deer. Sure. So, I mean, it's not like we have a huge one every year, but every couple of years we have a pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So do you guys, oh, yeah. um, do you utilize like food plots and stuff then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, um, it's probably like 50, 47 acres or so of timber. And then there was a uh, 13 acres of field, which is now, planted the crp oh, yeah. crp for about 10 years cool. since we it was it was only in ag fields for like a couple of years before we put it in crp so mm. but we've done a lot of oh, yeah. tree work and food plot work but yeah we have probably four acres or five acres of food plots oh, out yeah. there just you know so so that's where 14 you shot that buck yeah at. 14 was out there uh we have a deer stand kind of on the corner of a crp field out there and it was november 15th i believe walking out to my deer stand 
Uh, we had a couple other really good bucks on the property that year. So that would have been like my, I'm trying to think. I look back at pictures and it looks like I was like 10. <laughs> but I, I think it was like, I was like in sophomore in college and uh, walking out to my deer, it's not like 2.30 in the afternoon. Walk into like my, my stand location in there. It's like a little like quarter acre food plot, clover plot. And uh, there were two, two does in my, in my, my little food plot there. And I was like, damn it. So I just kind of stood there for a while. Try not to like completely bust them out of there. And of course they did. By this time I was like maybe 75, 80 yards from my stand. And it was just a bunch of tall grass and some trees, to, to, you know, kind of between my myself and the stand and walk around the, walk around this field and the, the does bounce off and run into the timber. And uh, all of a sudden this buck I shot was bedded down in, in the CRP. This is like, at the time, it's gotten a little shorter now, but at the time it was probably five or six foot tall, mm-hmm. really thick, just switchgrass pretty much. Right. And, uh, and I walk up, I'm like, this time I'm like 20 yards from my stand in my food plot. And this buck just goes crashing through the CRP. And I'm like, just tall enough to, to take, get the glimpse of it. Normal back. person. Would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> Jumping a little bit to kind of catch him. And, uh, I saw his rack going directly away from me. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is a big deer wide frame. I think his inside spread was like 20 and a half inches wide. I'll show you guys a picture here in a little bit when we get done or whatever. But uh, I'm like, I'm not going to arrow. I don't give a shit if it like runs away from me or comes back. Sure enough, he was kind of bedded down at these does. He was after these two does. Those do, the two does were pretty much went to my right. He went to my left and uh, knocked an arrow, got down on my knee, like kind of hunkered in next to the CRP. And um, I kind of stood up one time to see if he was like coming my direction this deer was coming yeah coming on he was on the other kind of on the corner of the crp i was here i'm using my hands in this yeah. i can't see this <laughs> i'm giving my guys here in front of visual, so. and i'm like this this deer is going to come broadside i'm on ground i'm on the like ground level with him eye to eye so i i drew back and was holding and uh sure enough he came like around the corner it's very slowly because he knew something was up but he just didn't know what it was he was just trying to get back to that ass yeah. <laughs> and uh came around and by the time he exposed his front shoulder i release an arrow and this deer jumped perfectly from broadside 90 degrees away from me right my arrow, <laughs> yes i don't tell many people this by the way so all the You're still not. <laughs> yeah i still got it the deer went through his legs nice cut his carotid artery and literally gutted him instantly oh that's no awesome. shit no shit and uh, i'll show you guys a picture because i got some pictures of it and uh i literally s- stood there in shock as he ran across a cornfield with his <laughs> insides dragging the ground <laughs> and uh he ran like 150 yards and piled up in a little wooded draw dude you gotta create your own luck yeah you have to it i i tell i tell people this all the time like yeah i would have liked to kill like put it a good shot on him but I did a, I put a horrible shot on him and I still saved all the meat and recovered him. So he got her done. It died fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, it, I looked back and it, it literally cut the inside. Of, I don't know if, what artery it cut, but it cut the inside of his thigh and cut him. Like literally, like if you were like gutting a deer right up the stomach cavity. That's incredible. <laughs> that's, what, that's what all came out. <laughs> that's a time saver. Yeah, that's uh, a well placed shot. No shit. Yeah, and and I <laughs> I thought, holy shit! I shot the biggest buck of my life, and I made a, the 
probably the worst shot I've yeah. ever made. But I didn't do it on purpose. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I shot the arrow and deer react quick, and that's what happens. Shit yeah. does happen. Yeah, but... You ain't got to explain on this podcast. I mean, yeah, you shoot him in the head, wherever the hell you want. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> you just, again, you got to create your own life. Yeah, yeah. You fling arrow. You, if you want to kill the motherfucker, you ain't going to kill it if you don't fling an arrow. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's not like I wasn't ready. It's not like I rushed right. a shot. He came around the corner. By the time he saw me, we locked eyes. In that second that I released the arrow, he turned 90 degrees and easy. shot right between his, pretty much cut his nuts off. I was hoping you like hit it straight in the poop hole and just. It was just about six inches low the poop hole. <laughs> so he cut his dick off and then cut it. Under. I had seen this brown spot as the, the target. I just aimed for it. I don't know what the hell happened. I made, I made easy work on my gutting jobs. So I, I didn't have to do that. That is incredible. And that was the biggest one you've ever shot. Yeah, yeah, it was like one gross, like one one sixty two and some change. Or something. I find that very hard to believe because I've seen your trophy little wall picture you took last year, maybe. Yeah, I felt like some of them were bigger. I than feel that. like Pullen has a terrible job of judging deer. No, there uh, there is quite a few uh, a few deer on that wall. That I don't know which did you see? I don't know which one you saw. Which one did you see? Did I send it to you? I gotta I always so. fix your shit. Go ahead and talk into that mic so people can hear you. Am I doing all right? Yeah, you're doing just fine. That's better. Anyway. Hey, I can fucking hear you. Sure. I want to say there's like eight of them or so, and they were pretty grouped together. It wasn't like they're all along the top of a wall or nothing. Yeah, they're all kind of above each other. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, my parents redid their house. (laughs) What they used to have like a little finished pole barn out there, which is a deer cabin. Well, they sold their house here in Mattoon and moved over there. So they lived in a like little thousand square foot pole barn hunting shack. Hell yeah. (laughs) For like a couple of years until they decided awesome. what they wanted to do. So that was an all the deer used to be hanging in the shed or in the deer kind of in the deer cabin, and they had like a little pull barn uh, next to their house that uh, those deer got bumped out too for a while. <laughs> a few of them made a few of them made it back into like the finished house now, but uh, yeah, that, there's a there's a couple other big deer that have been killed. My brother killed one in like 2012 that uh, grossed like 172, and uh, a deer got killed off our property in 2017 by a good friend of ours um that we'd been watching for four or five years that was <laughs> like a six, six and a half year old and uh he my dad invited him out he hadn't been hunting he my dad he grew up hunting or didn't grow up but my dad was big when when i was a kid my dad and his and, and one of his good friends bow hunted a lot before before his me and him his son got into it or whatever but sure. So he it was kind of his hunting partner, like whenever he was like in his thirties and forties in the area. And, uh, he kind of got out of it for like 10 or so years and picked it up one year, <laughs> decided to come back and give it a try. And sure enough, like first week in November, which is like never going to happen, never ha- has happened since this, since then. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, sorry, this deer that, uh, we had a bunch of history with, I had seen like five times. What'd lately. you name him? I don't think I had a name for this deer. We don't we don't name a lot of our deer. Besides besides a couple ones I have behind my house and my wife named. Right. (laughs) But uh, we we don't we don't get into all the naming. We just we just say yeah they're big enough to shoot go after them. Yeah Yeah. that one. So but uh, yeah he ended up killing it. It it ended up grossing like one seventy nine almost like pretty much a hundred eighty inch deer. So. 180 inch nine pointer that is. So it's so he's no longer allowed back on the property. Yeah, so he hasn't been back since. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't hear this. <laughs> he probably got the itch start hunting again, but you're not welcome here. Right? No, you know what he said? He killed like a hundred and like fifty-five inch deer like ten years before that. And he said, Okay, I'm good for another ten years now. 
I said, you son of a bitch. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I need that kind of luck. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, so he came in, killed this buck. We'd been watching for like five years. Jeez. And this, this is a buck that went from like, oh, like a mainframe eight. Like I was like maybe a three and a half year old, nice frame. Mm-hmm. Blew up the next year to like a 13 pointer, had triple brows on one side. I wish I would have brought the shed. I have the shed of his right side with the triple brows. He had double split brows on the other. So. That's crazy. What kind of bounced up and bounced up and down, and uh, yeah, still was a huge deer, like six and a half years old. So that's a lot of big deer taking off on property. Yeah. So I hope, that, I hope nobody listens to this and like tracks you down. There's no, <laughs> but there's no place to hunt around us. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Because normally I don't talk like a, that's one thing. Like deer hunters are so secretive of their stuff, but it's. Uh, I mean. I'm I'm sure it's not hard to find if you just right. open up I just any, hate any app. But yeah. no, we're we're pretty lucky. We have a guy that our neighbor owns like 260 acres around our property that doesn't let anybody hunt. He barely hunts. Really? And then uh, yeah, that definitely helps. The other portion of our property is just um, open to ag, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of on the end of a big run of timber in a way. I know we've talked about this before on this, but it like sucks that we live in a world where you have to worry about it. I know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's oh you'd be surprised. Um, yeah, you get out of state guys and just, we, we, we've dealt with out of state guys in the past and just like show up and just like fucking park take, it out and take, the take their chances and hope they don't get caught. That's crazy as hell. <laughs> Not on our property specifically, but on, a, on some of our neighbor's ground that they don't own hunting. So, right. So do you, I mean, whenever you hunt, are you just staying on that property or do you do any bouncing around or anything? Oh yeah. That? I bounce around. I have, oh, a piece of ground down in Cumberland County. I have a, I have two or three other properties here okay. in Coles County that I kind of bounce around to. I honestly, we, we, we've hunted our property enough to where we kind of know when we're to, start, time yeah, to go. Yeah. yeah. When, when to start hunting and we kind of, we watch our trail cameras closely and all that stuff or whatever. But, right. um, I have some other properties in Coles County that I don't mind burning out. Like sure. When I get the itch in October, I just, I don't get, give a crap if I, That's why I love if, public ground. if I overhunt them, yeah. it's no big deal. And you know, in the, those, my other properties are properties that, have huge deer on them still they're just a lot harder to hunt sure so but yeah. sometimes you get lucky with that too absolutely so but yeah like because you hear a lot of people talking i'm like going out october 1st 2nd 3rd 4th you know if i can oh yeah because i just i like being in a fucking tree in the woods oh like, exactly it's, just, it's my getaway yeah it's like i look forward to it all year long and yeah uh, I go to my other pieces of pl- in my other ground that's not as good yeah to uh i get three months out of the year to really like three decent months you know yeah. to really hammer it i think about it the rest of the year so like i don't care deer, big deer moving or not i'm gonna be in the woods you know yeah oh yeah absolutely as as it ain't 90 degrees i don't even give a fuck <laughs> that's why i got a bunch of lightweight stuff in there too like yeah i don't even give a shit as long as, there, long as there's a nice breeze you go yeah. out absolutely you gotta have something move oh yeah yeah and that's I'll be in my underwear but yeah that's why i like public ground because <laughs> i don't like i'm terrible at hunting so i know i'm gonna booger up any property that i'm on so if i don't know that there's big deer on it then i'm okay with it yeah oh yeah i mean that's that's kind of how i started hunting too i mean i just i'd go out and if something walked in front of me and i was looking at it if it had antlers it was a plus if it was brown it was good too yeah absolutely so go ahead no no i've talked enough you guys can go this is what this is for man (laughs) um i do want to touch on the the uh, do you want to talk about that first or do you want to talk about that um the uh contest that you placed at uh you run the show you tell me let's hear about this one okay so this is a deer we 
for those obviously listening, you can't see, but uh, Jordan brought in some uh, uh, both sides of a sheds of this deer that's fucking ridiculous. But go ahead. Yeah. So it uh, paint a picture. Deer that <laughs> we, we're not sure if it if it blew up one year and we, it was kind of hard to recognize, but we have a few deer on our property that had kind of some narrow frames two years ago that this buck could pot- pot- uh, potentially been, I guess. And uh, I don't know how many points are over there. 12. 12. Yeah. <laughs> He's missing it. He's got one. Hold on. Put those up to your head. Cracked up. But uh, do it. it's just a Fuck cool, you. unique buck that we had pictures of in the summertime in Velvet. You had, yeah, come on. Do it. Pull, hold him up. <laughs> Wrong side there. Ah, oh, God damn it. <laughs> He's not. Oh, I can't even talk shit. Huh? What? Good. Fuck you. Yeah, God, look at that. Little, little there, I, I gotta there, pull. That's, on. that's making it look like 200 inch. <laughs> I was gonna say I had to pull the damn phone back. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's big deer. He's gonna be. I'd love seeing this year. Yeah. So I. Swear you hunt. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any definite pictures of him that we think of yet. Go ahead, guys. We. You good? Sorry. Yeah, you're right. The phone does cause a little. It did, didn't it? But yeah. um. Deer we had on camera all, all last summer. He, he kind of summered on our property. And, uh, the, you know, our, it's a it's a luck of the draw. Sometimes they're on your property all summer and you get to season, they shed velvet and they're gone. Yeah. Other times they, uh, it kind of just depends on you know, the, the individual deer or whatever. But this buck ended up staying on our property like into all summer or all winter long, actually. But we had pictures of them in a specific location that, we didn't have any pictures of them on any of the other, on the whole property, which is kind of odd. We don't hunt a huge property. Like I said, it's only like 60 acres. So usually you see deer on bouncing across every camera okay. throughout the season. And this, this particular buck stayed in like what we think was maybe like a 10 acre, 10 acre little spot. So crazy. it was pretty comfortable. And uh, lucky enough, I had a, a stand in one of these locations already that actually shot my buck out of in uh, 2019, I think. Must be hard to keep track of all these deer. Yeah. <laughs> But for sit, uh, I did wait for like a somewhat of a cold front maybe to come through. It was, it was like the October eighth maybe or something like that. I don't even remember now. And uh, like five minutes to shooting until shooting light in the evening and it was at an evening hunt. And uh, I normally sit about ten minutes past dark just to you know if there's any deer or whatever just to kind of let everything quiet. These spook them at least they can't see. What yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, sure enough, like two minutes before light, and you guys know how it is, like. Shooting lights, the legal time, but it still gets pretty dark. Yes. So depends on if you're in the timber and on the edge of a field. So it's like on the edge of a field, it's a little different than if you're in the in, you know, in timber yes. or whatever. And uh, saw his huge rack five yards below me, <laughs> wide open. I mean, he walked right below me, like had no idea I was there and uh, hit him high and went right through no man's land. And Damn. So, yeah. So I thought, I'm like, holy shit, I just smoked this deer ran off uh found my arrow like 10 yards away or whatever and uh we went to track him like a couple hours later and we actually he was alive and alert in his in his first bed and uh i thought oh boy that ain't good yeah that's not good yeah so didn't go back like that evening went back the next morning found that bed he was laying in not much blood at all um couldn't even find anything to track hardly any blood and uh we kind of the first bed we kind of found just by watching them where he kind of went into the woods or whatever. And, uh, yeah, he, he lived, we watched him all winter. He was getting around just fine through the rut and everything. 
but we think because of he, uh, you know, he did get shot. We think he dropped a little early. My dad found this shed in our standing bean field. Actually, he was cutting firewood and about dropped his pants. That's crazy. <laughs> and he, he said he saw one one side and picked it up, and he was like, "Hey, maybe, maybe the other side's around here. They have it like a like a two acre standing bean field, like eighty. Yeah, it's visible from their house about eighty yards though. He found about these about eighty yards from his house. Jeez. So. Yeah, we got, got lucky. Alive. Lucky and found. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the best as part. Far as yeah, this is in season. yeah, this is in like early January. So you know there were some cold snaps between there, but we think you know more than likely. Fine. Yeah, we saw him through on trail camera pictures, and he, he was seemed to be walking fine. We didn't see him on hoof um, anytime after I got shot. He, mm. he, he got smart pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> so. and you haven't seen him since on trail camera. Uh, that no, you know of? Not not this year that we know of. We just now put some cameras out oh, in the last couple of weeks. Okay. Don't have any. Don't have any. <clears> yeah, it'd be interesting because you hear a lot of times about how deer, when they get wounded like that, like you said, it, he dropped early. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if like his rack does something weird because oh, of the Yeah. It, he's already got some crazy characteristics. Oh, my gosh. I'm hoping to, I would love to see him get big. I mean, I'm sure he's going he's gonna to get bigger, but like you said, it's a matter of uh, sometimes that. Uh, that injury causes some funky stuff right. in their antlers. So. Yeah. I mean, I would have given him two more years looking at those antlers. But. <laughs> yeah. I, I, got some, I got some flack for this. As you can uh, see with all my deer heads, that's not mine. Um, that one's not mine. I don't have any deer heads out here, actually. So I have, I have a, a buck uh, in my garage that's about that same size right there. Same. That was the 10-year-old. Whenever you're 10, that's the one you shot, right? <laughs> no. Believe it or not, I've killed some small bucks in the, in the last five ten years so. I, need, I need to start which i don't even put myself in the position to find small ones but it, it, it depends on which ground i'm hunting if i'm hunting a parent's ground i i would uh i might get kicked off if i shoot something too small yeah so <laughs> some places are like that yeah so is your dad still serious about it oh yeah 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 cool um i have an older brother that um he's probably not gonna listen to this so i don't mind throwing him under the bus but <laughs> he's, he's like brother anyway. he sucks <laughs> yeah no you know he's uh he bow hunts um he's just not all laid up with it, you sure. know. It's just a little bit different. He he comes over and still enjoys hunting. He grew up hunting just like I did or whatever. But um, yeah, he comes over a few times a year during like the best times to hunt and right. And uh, after we do all the footwork, he lives over in Taylorville, so he's like an hour and a half away. So it's kind of like this pocket. Like one person does all the work, and the other ones just kind of hang out. Hang out when when it's convenient. Hey, what did the, the t-shirt guy say? What'd you, what did you did you call him yet? Where's Clint? He ain't called him yet. Where's Clint? Motherfucker. Clint, you here? <laughs> exactly. One guy. Anyways. One guy does it all. I show up to these motherfuckers. <laughs> his, his presence is enough. Well, he told me he was going to, because we're trying to work on merch, right? Yeah. I want to get a little bit out at least. You know, hats, maybe some t-shirts. Sure. So he's been telling me for like three or four weeks now that he's going to call some dude about it. But. It's been a week. It's been... And one, we were supposed to go to FHM today, and I found a place there that I really wanted to stop in at, but uh, we didn't. You guys go. just need to buy like one of those uh, those cricket machines. Yeah. Doesn't one of your wives like have a cricket machine? You guys can make your own. It's like the iron on. That is hilarious, but I've never even heard of it. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of the other day when I was telling you because somebody was saying, "Well, so and so make sure." So I'm like. Well, do they have one of those, those little stupid things that like the wives will sit at home and make shirts with? Yeah, it's like a little like. Uh, Digital, it's like a fancy printer machine that like cuts vinyl. Like you can cut yeah. like uh, like window stickers and all kinds of oh, stuff. Shit. But like, now they're like really high tech, and you can like design your own stuff. And yeah. I don't think you can get like fancy like multicolor yeah. like designs. But right. if you just have like a nice black logo, you could put it on a 
Great shit. Yeah. We can fucking mark her in. We'll get her colored, colored pencils you out. Her, you can mark her in the red shadows or the, the secondary colors. Yeah. We'll get her so. colored pencils out. So, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that'll be something for Poland to work on. All right, Dan. Proud of you. All right, so this, this uh, competition. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, we just signed up for one, but I don't think it's the same one, is it? No, I, I don't know. We did the bow hunting league. It's not major. What is but bow hunting league? Is it where's the base out of you know? Uh, fuck, I don't know. It is not the, the internet. Internet? Yeah, you just go on the internet, and give them your money, and hope it's free. Oh, is it free? Yeah, nice. This yeah. one is. Yeah, but I don't think it's I don't think getting, you win shit. It's like getting you big. Did. No, it's not. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of prizes, but well, I'm sure. I mean, it's a matter of getting good sponsors. I right. think is what it is, and you know, just hopefully yeah, give them to you stuff for free. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what they're hoping for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this. Uh, one of my good friends from Effingham, he, him and his dad, same thing, kind of hunt, uh, own some ground, like 80 acres or something down in like Jasper County, I think down by like Robinson. And uh, we kind of just knew we had some a chance at a couple of good deer. And this uh, tournament is called Quest Quest Hunt Company has, uh, I think it started in Iowa or Iowa, Missouri, one of the two. I think it's Missouri and it's each year they kind of expand to different states sure. as they've kind of gotten more help or whatever. But uh so last year was the first year for Illinois. I think it was, oh, in, in the first few years. It's only like a five-year-old. It's a real company. It's an actual company. They sell merch and stuff like that. But it's, they're put on this whitetail hunting tournament. It's a two-man team. Um, most gross inches total, sure. I guess, um, per state. It's per state. So it's like each state's their own competition or whatever. And um, I think they started Missouri. First couple of years, it might have just been Missouri. And then they went to like Iowa surrounding they would like iowa I think it's pretty big now yeah it's oh it's like nine or ten states now but it, it first started i think it was like iowa kansas um missouri kentucky something like that so wisconsin got added last year i think illinois got added and so it might have been like five or six states last year i'm not 100 sure and uh we both killed like decent deer and uh or nice deer fuck off <laughs> decent he killed he killed a he killed a 160 inch deer too mine was shy of 160 and uh, so you, they, what you, what they do is like uh, you pay the entry fee seventy five bucks for the year or whatever, and um, they send you this rack tape in the mail. So you pretty much shoot a deer or shoot your deer. You score it yourself to start out with, uh, like the preliminary scoring or whatever. And um, they require a certain like a bunch of different angles of the buck pictures. And yeah, stuff, pictures yeah. to make sure it wasn't either found on the side of the road or whatever. Sure. And um, Pretty much you score it, submit your scores, all the pictures, uh, make sure everything's like legitimate or whatever. And uh, I keep saying whatever like a lot. Do I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tuned in. <laughs> I don't, I'm not also, I'm like, I think I've said it like three times already. I don't, I don't notice. Times. It might be the whiskey, but I don't notice. Yeah. So <laughs> pretty much he shot a deer in gun season. I shot my deer with a bow um, in like end of November. We thought we were like. Uh, they, I think they pay out like, or not pay out, but you get p- prizes for like first through 10th. Like, and they give out some serious prizes. Yes. Really? I nice think they prizes. said there was um, 200 teams in Illinois last year, 200 two man teams, um, or 250, something like that. And at 100 bucks a pop, that's a pretty good amount. But I think okay. a lot of stuff gets sponsored. So, first place gets like brand new Polaris Rangers. Second place gets like Quiet Cat e bikes and then some other prizes. Third place, I don't even know. But, anyways, it's like, the worst you can get is like a sick cat closet full of clothes. Like That'd be ten, terrible. Tenth place is like <laughs> I tell you how much money you cost. Yeah, so like tenth place was like five cell cams, like stealth cam cell cams. So we're like shit, like 
Yeah. And we kind of went, we kind of knew like where we had to like place, like based off of like previous seasons, sure. because they have like the leaderboards like posted like from the last, you know, previous season. So we're like, okay, you know, Illinois is kind of like Missouri or Iowa, maybe not Iowa, but like Indiana or whatever. And uh, we're like, okay, so if we shoot like 250 deer, we might, absolutely, we might be all right and win something, like yeah. make our money back. And uh, we shot two good deer. We were in like sixth, sixth place. So like you're up, you're at the mercy of like all these other people like scoring their deer. Yes, right. That's the worst part. <laughs> so it's like the honor. Some, some guys might shoot big deer, but they've never scored a deer in their life. So oh, yeah. and, and I'm not no deer measuring expert either. But uh, I, you can watch some YouTube videos. And pretty get a pretty good idea. And um, we were like in sixth place going into like end of November. There was another couple gun seasons left in Illinois, or like muzzleloader season or whatever. And we're like, okay, we might have a shot like at placing top 10. We're like hoping that like after the gun season, we, cause it's a two man team. Like you could, you could have a partner that shoots a 200 inch deer, but if you don't oh, yeah. shoot something substantial, yeah, if you don't shoot shit, then you have 200 yeah. inches. Yeah. You have a 200 inch deer and you don't win jack crap. Before. <laughs> so two men both have to kill a deer, but the rule is like, if you, if you end up killing like another bigger deer, you can, you can sure. resubmit like your second deer or whatever. Or give it to your buddy. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. And, uh, so both kill a deer. We're in sixth place. Um, by this time we're like through the season pretty much we're like, okay, we won sixth place. We kind of, we had an idea. We were, we were like set up to like win like, um, mission crossbows, like $1,500 crossbow and some other stuff. We're like, Sweet. I don't, I'm not going to use a crossbow, but sell me. Yeah. I'll sell it by a new, buy a new bow. Yeah. And, uh, we had just, uh, the banquet was like set for like end of February, something like that. And of course my son was due like March 1st. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm not even going to plan to, you know, plan to go to this thing. But we talked to the guys that were running in they're like, Hey, we're, we have another, um, uh, I guess like a, preliminary scoring day like if you can't make it to the banquet because what they do is they bring all the states together you go down to springfield missouri at like some big conference center they have like 300 deer heads come in and they score them all in one day that's crazy and, and you don't know what they score until they start announcing prizes that's fucking cool. like they have official boone and crockett scores come in yeah. you bring your deer heads they get scored you wait till like the ceremony or whatever the banquet and then you find so out so is it sorry to cut you off but yeah. is it like the top 10 of each state comes yeah. in okay, yeah yeah okay. top 10 yeah top 10 of each state if you're not in the top 10 you don't uh you don't get you don't, invited you, yeah you don't get invited exactly you so suck. You, you have to be top 10 <laughs> to get invited to this banquet so okay. pretty much after like season closes they send out an email like hey you finished top 10 sure. blah, blah blah here's the banquet details you buy a ticket of course they get you on the ticket yeah right and uh yeah you can stay the <laughs> This ticket's one thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like a fifty dollars <laughs> ticket. You know, they had like some live. You know, I didn't go, but they had like my my buddy said so it was a pretty good time, and uh, so we went down a week ahead of time. So like the kicker is, if you make it top ten, you take your deer heads down, you get them officially scored, you have to take a lie detector test. No shit, polygraph. No kidding. Yeah, which is bullshit. I've failed it anyways. Go ahead. <laughs> No, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. Yeah. So uh, you had to take a lie detector test. Yeah. For this. I mean, if you think about like you, like you said, the scums in this world oh will my, do anything yes. to win free shit. Especially if absolutely. You get two Polaris Rangers or yeah. something. I mean, that's so, I mean, some big money. Yeah. Yeah. That and like just with the issues of poaching and whatnot, like they want to make sure this is like legit kill. You know, free range, nothing like that. Really? Yeah. So we were on our way down, which we had nothing. You know, we killed him fair and square, nothing to nothing to hide. But we go down there and we like we don't know what to expect. Like you know, we're two little nobodies in central Illinois. We got lucky, killed a couple nice deer, and 
now here we are driving to Springfield, Missouri to get our deer scored and take a lie detector test. And you don't, <laughs> and we didn't know if it was both of us, one of us, but they they sure. figure pretty much if you if you one of you is, is did something illegitimate, you'll both know. Yeah, you're both known. You're both gonna fail or whatever. Sure. So we get there, they're like, all right, blah blah blah. Hand us your deer heads. You fill out all the paperwork, and uh, one of the guy, one of the guys, like, hey. You come with me. I'm like, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm the. I guess I get to go first on the slide detector test. And yeah, sure enough, they just pretty much go through all the state laws and just make sure one, it wasn't killed at night. Two, during legal season dates, no baiting, none of you know, mm-hmm. pretty much the normal poaching stuff. You know, killed on. You know, you had permission on the ground. You hunted sure. or whatever. And yeah, it, it was a little nerve wracking. But I Fuck mean, yeah, I never taken a poly polygraph, and it was all. Uh, it was all microphone based. Like they, they put okay. a, they put yeah. a microphone on your uh, on your collar, and they had you they had you answer a series of questions um, that you like had to lie about or whatever. Yes. And yeah. uh, so you, they ask you these questions like you have to lie about like your birthday or something like that. And for whatever reason, this guy this guy is this is what he does. He travels like all over the Midwest, does hunting tournaments fishing tournaments because there's i guess cheaters in every I'm every sure. sport fishing tournaments all kinds of he's been doing it for like 15 20 years something like that he said and uh go in his we own his truck he has a full setup like microphones in his truck laptop and uh pulls out his penis yeah and uh yeah so he's like you have to lie about your you know some, i guess like whenever you whenever stuff, you yes. lie it's something in your voice box that not no one can control. You can't train it. Sure. It just happens yes. when you lie. It has something to do with your voice, your voice box, or your tone of your voice. And they know when you lie. Yep. So then they and then they go through a series of real questions that they want you to that they ask you to make sure you don't lie or whatever. So which so I don't I'm not super familiar um, with the voice one, but I know that we use that at our police department now. Um, so that, like the type the guy actually next door could come in here and tell us all about it. But I took the other one where it was uh, like. I, you had like a cord around your chest, a cord around your midsection. Um, I had shit on my fingers. I had shit on my arms. Um, there was a pad on my butt that I sat on and my feet and my hands. So I had to sit still. If you move at all, it, it like so sits up. Right. So um, I took it for a job for Border Patrol. Okay. So because um, I wanted to get in the feds. So I wanted to go Border Patrol, which was, was the only one that sounded good um, that I wanted to get in that you didn't have military experience to, to get into. Cause eventually I wanted to get to the U S marshals, but you have to have military experience, but I didn't do that. So gotcha. anyways, so go up to Chicago and uh, do a slide detector test and a lot of same stuff. So you tell them three truths and then you tell them three lies that they know about yeah, yeah. to see how your body's different. But the thing I don't understand is that yes, I'm lying about those three, but I'm knowingly lying and you know that I'm lying. So my body's not going to react the same if you know that I'm lying compared to if I'm lying and trying to deceive you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. So like it means and this is why it's not admissible in court, at least the way the the style that I did. Um, I think the voice one is more it's better in court. So I have no idea. Yeah. So I guess it works enough to. Filter, filter out the feet or the, the, the poachers. Or, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Did it kill it or did it get anybody out though? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. They don't, they don't tell. I mean, I guess they wouldn't tell you like if you show up and right. you fail it yeah. then you're probably like, 
Yeah, that, that might have been what happened. That might how we. That might have been how we went from six to four. I have no <laughs> idea. Probably. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you never know. But yeah, so um, my my failed the two that I failed. Um, I passed the question. Are you a terrorist? Okay, I passed that one. Um, you sure? Yeah, I failed. Um, are you selling U.S. government documents to somebody from another country? You failed that. I failed it. Completely failed. I uh, thought you failed the terrorist. No, I, that was the one I passed. And then I completely failed. Are you in contact with somebody from another nation that you would be hiding from the U.S. government? I'm like, I've barely been outside in Central Illinois in my entire life. You're like, do you know how big the town is that I'm from? I don't fucking know anybody from another country. Well, you yeah. did go to Mexico here recently. <clears throat> that's what it was. Were, <laughs> I've never been out of oh, I've barely been out of Illinois. You went to Cancun that one time. That was before this. <laughs> this was back in 2014. Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't go. Out, I didn't get my passport until 2018. Yeah, I. Dude, it was. It was. It, so you know, I fuck a polygraph. Like, anyways. So <clears throat> after you take your point, maybe, maybe they're hoping that like just by doing. I'm still not mad about it at all. Yeah, I promise you. <laughs> a little bit salty. But hey, uh, life works out, and I wouldn't be here if I would have got that job. So we would not be doing this. We wouldn't. Extremely successful podcast. That's right absolutely right. We wouldn't be getting paid millions of dollars to sit here and talk about deer hunting. Exactly. <laughs> work. Life works out. I'd have been on the border chasing illegal aliens. There you go. <laughs> and I'd have a damn good tan. So, anywho, you went in as six. Yeah, we went in as six. So we had, we had like 320 inches, 18 inches, something like that. And we're like, perfect. We're happy with winning anything. Like, we Absolutely. don't care what place we get. Like, we're happy. Our entry fee was 75 bucks. Anything mm-hmm. worth more than $75 is a plus in our Absolutely. Plus, we're happy with the deer we shot. Yeah. So... Go down and get scored. Like I said, they don't tell you what you sh- what what uh, your buck officially scores until the uh, start calling they, out placements. Yeah. yeah, they start calling out placements. They call it like the two two man total inches, but they they give you the scoring sheets after the fact, I guess. And uh, so my my partner's down there with his dad and one of our other friends that's uh, that hunts down south, and uh, he texts me. He's like, "Hey, you're getting ready to go to the banquet? I'll let you know what." what we come out with or whatever. And he, I said, I don't know. At this time, my son, Jameson had been born. He got born on, uh, on February 25th. So this was like three or four days later. So I, at that time I was like, you had no excuse to miss out on this. <laughs> yeah. I was, at that time I was like, I don't care what we win. I'm here up all night with a newborn. Yeah. Baby, yes. so, uh, Trying to keep this just, alien alive. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> bring me home what I want and I'll deal with it later. Yeah. Where's it going to be an alien? Because every baby looks like a freaking alien when they're yeah. born. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They, All right, Dan. Are you saying your kids didn't look like an alien when they were that is not out? the thought that I had in my head. Well, as uh, somebody that's not a it's father, you, that's... You think it, you just don't say it. Thank you. Apparently. He's a better father than you. Because he can recognize that his child looked like an alien. <laughs> You're in denial. I don't think there's ever like a cute newborn baby. No. Not till like at least like a maybe a couple weeks to a month. Absolutely. After like they like all the puffiness goes. Down I love here. when like babies are born and they're and people are like, "Oh my god, it has your mother's eyes." I'm like, "It looks like a fucking alien." <laughs> are you saying the mom looks like an alien? <laughs> I guess so. All right. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, you're. I will agree with you on that. Thank you. Yeah. The, uh, but uh, yeah, my 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 hunting buddy texted me or Facetime me afterwards, and uh, he's like. Dude, you're not gonna believe what happened. I'm like, let's go into details. And they just start, you know, they go through the states. I don't know what, you know, it's it's probably like an hour and a half long banquet, but I'm gonna go through all the states or whatever. And uh, 
he said we, he was getting a sixth. And, you know, they got to like tenth to sixth, and he's like, "Okay, you know, here we go." I'm waiting for my name, my name to be called. He said they called sixth. Wasn't us. And he's like, "Okay, you know, maybe, you know, somebody had missed their deer." Right. Calls fifth. Wasn't us. And he, at this time, he said, "Fuck, <laughs> we got fucking disqualified." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance we bust up like yeah. two spots because like we were at like three twenty. I think like between us, there was like maybe fifth or sixth or fifth was like within like an inch of us. So we're like, okay, could have got bumped up or sure. bumped down pretty easily. And uh, fifth got called. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, what the boy. fuck did Jordan do? Did he know how to score deer? Did we not know how to score deer? <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I guess uh, called fourth and called our name. And he was just like, Go nuts. He oh, said, he said he just stood up and just started like fist pumping. <laughs> and, uh, but I guess long story short, I, he, he talked to the guy that they're all really cool guys. Like they're just like, they're from a town of, I think it's like Stratton, Missouri. It's like a town of like gays or Windsor. Like, sure. You blink, you go through. It's like 200 people, 300 people, maybe. Mm. And it's like, we went down there and it was like, a Oh, it was almost like, it was like a pretty cool little setup. They're like a, uh, you know, they sell like seed and stuff like that, like food plot seed, kind of like a little like wildlife service dealer, I guess sure. you could call it or whatever. But long story short, we got for fourth place. A couple, I guess there was one team ahead of us that actually did not like submit like all the pictures that were, were requested and like after the gun season, which is like two months later. Jeez. So something, they, you know, obviously something was up with yeah. that. And uh, so they got disqualified. We didn't know that leading into the tournament because you just go based on what's online and they don't yeah. update it up until right. the banquet. And I guess uh, the team in front of us misscored a deer by like 10 inches or something. Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. So, well, I'm yeah. glad they do that because you, you're going to have that. Like, you're oh, going to yeah. have guys that, like, uh, I'll pull this out a little bit farther because I want to win more shit. Yeah. Like, I, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never finished the tape. <laughs> I've never had the opportunity to do that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> We got a you got a little trophy, you know, all that fun stuff. We got, we won new Matthews bows, which have not showed up yet. They're, no shit. I, I guess yeah, you know they say they said like COVID. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, but we did get an email that said they're supposed to be here by the end, be here by the end of the month. So cool. We got new bows. We got like a uh, one of those hawk like down and out blinds, like a new soft, mm-hmm. it's like a metal frame soft shell blind, but okay. it's like a nice tower blind. Yeah. And uh, those are you. Stealth cam camera. Nice. So, I'm about to say five bucks. Yeah. Hell yeah. $1,000. I think it was like the best investment I've ever had in my life. The $1,000 ticket got to get into the show. Yeah. Oh, it was only like 50 bucks, right? Yeah, like 25 Yeah. Dude's got $125 in this, and he's got a brand new Matthews bow and all this other crap. Like I said, the the price packs were crazy. I mean, you were, I think at sixth, sixth place, we were like supposed to get like, Two hawk hang on stands, two sets of hawk sticks per person, and just a safety harness sometimes. Some other which stuff. is nice. Yeah, which like that's like yeah. that's still like five six hundred bucks worth oh, yeah. of Santa. So what was the number one prize? Players Rangers. Guess the guys, guys from Effingham won it. Team no shit. Uh, no kidding. I think it was Team Radical. Okay. Really? Do you know those guys? I don't. I want to get them on here. You should. Team Radical. I know you're not listening, but if you are, <laughs> hit me up. Yeah, I I don't know them. I know they're from like the Effingham T Town area, yeah. but. My my partner uh, knows of him, and he talked to him at the at the bank. I think uh, Clay Wilson that we've had on here that has the coffee shop. I think he knows one of them pretty well. Um, I've been been to watch their YouTube a couple of days ago. Seriously, yeah. I think yeah. I know a guy on there. YouTube. Do what? What's that? I know a guy that's on that. Well, what the fuck? I, again, one guy does all the work. 
He knows him, but he doesn't do anything about it. I mean, what the fuck? So anyway, legitimate question. You know how you got on here? Yes. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I told Clint to invite him. I said, hey, when you go pick up that golf cart, by the way, you can shout that out. Yeah. This motherfucker builds golf carts. I do. That look like my truck. (laughs) Jacked up, big tires, big wheels. I'm like, hey, while you're there, building the golf cart. It goes 30 mile an hour. Yeah. 45. I think he said, like, uh, his wife and kids, like, burn the streets up on it like the first night absolutely so gosh we'll, we'll hit on that did you have something to so say? anyway yeah what were you saying? when these bows show up you trade them in for new hoits what are we getting no i shot a hoit last year i've went back and forth in past years yeah i kind of just decided i want something new and get tired of my old one and change something else up so i i shot i've shot matthews for since i was young or first started out and shot him for maybe five or seven years and then went to Hoyt in between, you know, yeah. off and on. In be- but I've stuck with Matthews the majority of the time. It got kind of Hoyt's when I got tired of Matthews. The, uh, that deer there, what, what were you shooting whenever you shot it? That was my Hoyt. Yeah, I shot, I shot a Hoyt. <laughs> I can't even be scripted, man. <laughs> yep. And the year before that, I shot it with the Matthews. Oh. Exactly. Hopefully I'll get something. I don't even I think I'm going to sell, I think I'm going to sell my Hoyt this he year. He killed the one before the Matthews. So what do you shoot Hoyt? Yeah, I got two Matthews sitting right there on the wall. Well, I know, but you said it was scripted, so I wasn't sure if you like were. No, this it's okay. like the Chevy Ford kind of thing. Oh yeah. My in my case, it's Toyota and whatever the fuck he drives. Toyota's way better. He does it. Dodge counts. Yeah. Yeah. He rolls cold. Anyways, he's 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 Hoyt, and he won't he won't even try to shoot a Matthews because he's what old. Do you mean? But he shot a deer last. I don't know if we told you this or not, but he shot a deer last year with two arrows. He he put two arrows in the deer. With a Hoyt bow, bow, and this is news to me. I haven't heard this. Story. And he didn't. He didn't find it. He but shot yet, it once. We look around, and then it ran around. The, the math. And then it, he shot it again. He put four holes in it, technically. Wow. And he didn't. He didn't recover. No so, wonder you failed the lie detector test because <laughs> I shoot the Matthews bows. I literally told you I damn near bought one for the first time. Maybe in my did. Life. I don't know. I am uh, completely unbiased, but. Like I said, I've shot both in the past. Both I've, I've probably shot. I think I've had three Hoyt bows in, in in since I've been hunting. Yeah, and probably the same three or four Matthews as well. Mm-hmm. I think I do think Matthews shoot a little bit better. It is just it, the proof's in the pudding. He's got deer on his wall for it. He's got deer not on his wall because of it. I mean, I got deer from both <laughs> anymore. It doesn't fuck. I know it doesn't, but it's no. it's it's a cool topic to talk about. I literally told you. It gives me another reason to haggle each other about it a little bit. Absolutely. Told me what? I literally told you if I couldn't find my Helix, one that was new in box, I was going to buy the new Matthews because I liked the way it shot. Shows you how much I pay attention and to the shit you say. You don't pay attention to <laughs> me. <laughs> Damn right. Oh, God. All right, so... Um, are you getting a uh, what VXR or V3? Uh, V3. V3 is the newest one, right? I think so. I don't know. I haven't. I think so. I think so. Vertex, VXR, V3. VXR is the one I was looking to buy. Yeah. So that was probably, yeah, I think they said whichever the newest one right. was. I think on the website it showed like VXR because at the time that's all like that was the newest bow like, yes. whenever the tournament started last fall, right? And they were kind of doing advertising, but they just had Matthew's bow. But I think they said, unfortunately, we, didn't, we weren't able to paint the color. I think they just said they're all black, but I. I'm not big. I shoot black bows anyway. Oh yeah, I got a white bow over there. So, so that's my snow bow. Snow, when it's snowy, I take it out. When you get a little snow pack on the side of trees, 
That's all. Fuckers ain't gonna see me. Well, in between like that and like the uh, like the honeycomb type pattern, it it ought to blend in pretty good. Absolutely. Looks like bark. The black one there is the the wake. I don't know if you ever shot a wake. I didn't. I had a monster, um, but I didn't. Never had the wake. So I I had a monster the year it came out. I bought one. That was the last year I hunted before I got back into it. Sure. And I was um, a lot like you. I was about four foot nothing and a hundred and two pounds. <laughs> Whenever you so you were you were about that in what like fourth grade, <laughs> right around there. Fuck man. So like it was literally a monster for me, and I was like I was get I had to get out of hunting because of college wrestling and everything. Sure. And uh, but it was it was fine because the one deer I tried to pull back on, I it was the bow was as, as big as me. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I was like you know I was fucking a tough guy, and I could pull back seventy pounds with this big ass bow, and it shot really fast. So you didn't care. I didn't give a shit. So, yeah. So I had the monster and then, um, but like the wake was one that like ever since I'd always heard about it. It was like one of their like special bows that I always want to get. And, uh, got a, got a deal online and snagged one. I yeah, like it. They always make like some, uh, it cracks me up. I go on like on their website and look around and they always make like a safari. Bow yeah. The it. safari. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of the same. It's like, it's like meant to, uh, yeah, it's like, African safari, like big, big, yeah. big game animals. Yeah. But I mean, you look at the specs and it's like, it doesn't shoot any faster than you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe they just do it to go after the guys that are going on those yeah, exotic. Probably. I mean, trips. you get, you have Matthews guys that are, and I'm one of them, but um, you get the hardcore ones that are just, I mean, they don't give a fuck. They'll spend the money. Oh yeah. You throw a Matthews sticker on it. And, yeah. But that, that one's cool um, because it's got the speed, but it's longer and shit. As you can see, it's almost touching the floor. Yep. So you have a lot of uh, forgiveness, I guess. Absolutely. So, what is yeah. the axle axle in those thirty four, thirty six? I don't know. Long. All right. Real long. See it? It's just right there. It goes from the the top of the axle there to okay bottom cool. bottom of the axle there. <laughs> so, um, so we know what bow you shoot. Uh, quick questions for you. Rapid fire here. Um, kind of broadhead fix. Expandable. Expandable for age. God, these suck. Um, I, get, I know. I'll probably get so much crap for that, but I don't care. I've had hey, proofs in the pudding. Yeah, I'm you, just talking. You suck at hunting because you shoot rage, and like the deer you killed don't count. I'm just talking the other day. I was like, man, <laughs> it was so much simpler back then. You just went to the bow shop, bought an arrow, threw a rage on. I used to. Uh, <laughs> I used to buy Walmart broadheads. Yeah, and I, and I killed deer with Walmart broadheads. Yeah, but it's about shooting the motherfucker in the right spot. Yes, that's exactly right. So. My my reason for rage, not shooting rage anymore. Um, one was my fault, the deer that you helped me track, that buck, mm-hmm. and my parents. So my parents have uh, had have still they're selling it, but about ten acres. Um, kind of, I mean, I don't know how far it was south of Ashmore. Um, but you take the the Embraw and you take all that really good hunting ground, okay, and you follow one of those turds all the way to the tip of the end of the turd. That was where their property was. So, like, the potential was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I spent, and I probably hunted it wrong, but I spent a lot of time there. And just, so my first year, had a climber. And that's a long drive from, from Mattoon. Oh, yeah. All the way out there. And oh, I was doing it, like, every day. Like 35, 40 minutes, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I was doing it every day. And so, I had sap for, like, a fucking month straight and didn't see shit. And it was the day before shotgun season. There was a fresh snow overnight. I'm like, dude, I had a great feeling. Got up in the stand, didn't see a fucking deer. So it's like, and I was sitting extra long that day. So it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'm like, fuck this, I'm done. 
So I turn around to grab my book bag and I see this buck walking the corner towards the corner of the woods, right to the trail that runs right next to this tree. Um, so I'm like, Oh fuck. Like finally, you know, so I grab my bow and I get ready and he walks past 200 hours in the woods. Later. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he walks, it, it happens. It, it honestly it happens. Does. So he walks past it. He doesn't go down the fucking trail. He stays on the edge of the, wo- the edge of the woods. So I'm like looking ahead and I'm like, there's two openings and it's like, I'm like, I'm guessing 50 to 60 yards. Yeah. Like, all right. So there's two little openings in the, the brook. Cause you know how like the woods and then there's a little bit of brush and then the field. Well, the brush is really fucking thick. Usually. Oh yeah. So yeah. there's, there's two spots from like, all that nasty briar. So that's like, it goes right on the edge of the tree line. Yes. So I'm like, I got two areas where I can shoot this deer. So I, I'm like, fuck it. I've sat here for so long. I'm taking my chance. I'm doing it. So I draw back and I shoot as he's walking. I didn't even stop him. Just fucking flung an arrow. So I whack him and he falls straight down. Just I shoot him? No. Fucking falls straight down, jumps up, runs, does a big circle and runs away. I'm like, holy shit, I hit that fucker. Right? At a rage three blade. So I call him. I'm like, hey, come out. We're going to track this deer. I shot him and he fell, but he ran off like I didn't even hit him. So um, it was perfect because uh, there was snow on the ground. So we just oh, yeah. the blood trail. Blood. <clears throat> but he, so I think what happened was he uh, hit his shoulder. And somehow I hit his shoulder, even close to his midsection. I don't even know how I hit the fucking deer. I didn't even have a 60 yard pin. I had a 40 yard pin. I thought it was farther than 60. It was, it was 60 from the impact to my tree. I, arranged, I arranged it after I got down. So, but I didn't, I never shot over 40. Yeah. And this is me being a non responsible, very irresponsible, I guess you could say. Um, the, the one chance this guy has. Fucking make fun of me for saying <laughs> you should read this motherfucker's police report. He used the word holler. Holler. I hollered at this guy. You fucking redneck. Anyways, um, so I don't even have a 60 yard pin. So I, it was Kentucky windage and just happened to hit the damn thing. And uh, he ran off. We never found him. He actually went into a, like a, a grudge ditch and we tracked him. And then he kicked up and Paul goes, Holy shit, he's actually pretty big. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. That I was shot, good. And, I shot out of course. And was. we got closer to him whenever we kicked him up than I did when I shot, shot him. You know, so I uh, never found him. Yeah, that, that deer ran for a long. Way. But I'm blaming the rage. It was all on the rage broadhead. It had nothing That's, to do with anything. Whole story. Else. Don't shoot rage. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck rage. Nothing to do. Shoot over sixty yards from an unknown through timber, <laughs> unknown distance, unknown pin. <laughs> so my second story it's about rage. This one is more legit. Okay, so I switched from a three blade to a two blade rage rage yep um same year yes it was the same year and it was at the end of the season um i was just down the road from my house here and long story short won't bore you with the details a yearling came in before the big doe came in so i'm like fuck i'm taking whatever i can i haven't i haven't killed a deer yet in 12 years sure so um she was completely broadside i had that bow before i had it customized um, at 70 pounds, so I have a, a newer Matthews 70 pound bow with a Rage 2 blade broadhead at 15, 15 to 20, it was like 16 yards, um, completely broadside. Shot the doe and actually went like directly behind the rib cage and caught the lungs, so I didn't hit any bone. Yeah. And this, and I watched it, you know, I watched it expand, it was pretty cool, but barely got through this deer. Really? Like barely. And like to the point it like went through and just laid down on the ground and it died in 30 yards. It did its job. Yeah. Everything you need to do. But I'm like, what happens when that's a mature 
buck and I hit a little bit of bone. I said, that's going to fucking stop. So I went to Bowmentum, which RIP Bowmentum. Yeah. They closed. Rest in peace. closed. <laughs> really? Saturday was their last day. That's where I just bought my bow from last year. Dude. I don't know more. Done. Gonzo. So we're going to be starting going down to Effingham. New one, well, new one, we're, we're going to check it out. We're going to check it out. Sorry. Yeah. Um, what did I tell you was? I'll look at it here in a second. Smith Archery. Yeah. Smith Archery. Yep. So, um, but uh, hopefully potential sponsor. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it did its job, but I was like, I got to get a different setup. So I went to Bo Minim, and then he, like, Mike there just was awesome. I mean, he, yeah, he talked I, to me for like two hours about arrow setups, and now I'm shooting like a 600 grain fucking arrow that's going through deer skulls and coyote skulls. Yeah. I mean, that's how. Yeah, I saw it. Was that a. Tell me about the sky. Kyle's cool. All right. So, actually, I got the sticker here, the Close Encounters. Shout out to Close Encounters on YouTube. Go check out that shit. I, we suck at coyote hunting. Did you check out any of his shit? We, yeah, I watched it. This motherfucker gets in bow range of coyotes. One out of three times he goes out. It's That's impressive. And I, uh, I go out, not every year, but when I was younger, I used to go out. We, my dad and I used to go out a lot. And it's tough. Yeah, it's like you see them, and then they're like, they're there, then they're gone. At least like you can see them. Yeah. <laughs> we can't even get to see them. I can hear them. I've had more luck in my backyard, and I still haven't killed one. And they come like within forty yards of my backyard, and I still—I mean, like—they don't stop. Like they just—I don't understand. Always it. moving. Yeah. Yes, but like Poland said, we couldn't. The last twenty years, we haven't even been able to see the motherfuckers. I've killed like two coyotes actually coyote hunting in probably twelve years. Yeah, I think I've only killed a couple of my whole life too. So. I see more like during bow season with my with an arrow in my hand when they know I'm yes. only hit like fifty yards now. So yes, <clears throat> coyote story here. Um, I my parents ground over south of Ashmore. Um, I walk out there one morning, you know, it's pitch black in the morning. I just walk into the same tree that I fucking shot that buck in, but it was the next year. Um, and I had hunted three times prior, and every single time I saw a bunch of deer. Actually, it was early season, so I guess just an early season spot. So I had my deer facing the northeast, and every single deer, probably twelve different deer, walked behind my tree. So I'm like, I have my tree stand on the wrong side of the fucking tree. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving it. Yes. So I brought in another one and hung it on the other side, just uh, actually one of his hang-ons. So, but I walk to the tree, I climb up, and I'm getting the second one hung up, and I hear this bark. Like something's barking at me, oh, yeah. not very far away. I'm like, holy shit, thank God I'm in a fucking tree because that would freak me out. So whatever, I get it set and I'm sitting there and sure shit, sun comes up and I see a pack of coyotes come running like directly at my tree. They're chasing fucking squirrels and shit. Right. So three of them run directly past me and they're, they're a little too far away to shoot. But there's one more. The fourth one at the end was slow and closer. And it was so I draw back. Um, 20 yards, a kiss at it, looks at me, shoot it, and um, it yelps and takes off running. So I'm like, okay, I hit one. So I look back and I knock another arrow, and there's another one looking. So I start kissing at it. Well, it comes back to 30 yards. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna fling another arrow. Oh, yeah. So I draw back and I fling an arrow, and I'm like, fuck, I missed. It didn't even move. And it just goes from sitting and just tips over. <laughs> I'm like, brick <laughs> yeah. wall. Like, I don't care how serious of a deer hunter you are. If you see a coyote, it's coyotes. Absolutely. 100%. I absolutely despise coyotes. Dude, luckiest shot of my life. Like, 100%. I am not a very good shot, and I just flung an arrow, and I hit this fucker. So, I get down, and of course, because I'm like, no deer are going to come through here. Four deer, or four coyotes just fucking rape this place. So, I get down, and as I'm on my last step, um, I hear a deer or a doe blowing at me 30 yards away. 
So I go down, I find my first arrow, actually just skimmed its back. So I missed at 20 yards, but I <laughs> scared it enough for it to yelp. And then you hit, you'd be killed at 30. <laughs> so I walk up to this, I have no idea where I hit the second one. No fucking clue. I just know it tipped over. So I walk up and I'm like, it is directly between the eyes. I could not have shot this deer or this coyote any more perfect. That's hilarious. And my arrow went all the way to the fletching. So all I see is my fletchings where, and the knock. So where did I just see this picture? Did somebody just? I just put it on Instagram. Okay. Because I so close encounters on. Uh, he's more of a Facebook as I've learned, um, but his YouTube is all coyote. Because I feel like I just recently saw this picture and it made me think of it. Yes. So he uh, he's doing a. Um, a giveaway where you subscribe to his YouTube and you buy one of his shirts or any kind of merch and he puts you in for like a free hunt. So he has these shirts that I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I couldn't have fucking that, made that one any better. That is you. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I earned this. Yeah. I earned this shirt. You're like, hey, I. How did this even happen? You got the picture of my kite on your on the back of your shirt. So I had to put it on Instagram. I'm so surprised Instagram did not take that that photo down. You need to DM him and send that directly to him. I, I was actually talking to him quite a bit. I didn't tell him that yet, but... Um, just say, hey, he's a good dude. You don't have to do a giveaway or like invite all these other people. Just just bring me on. Yeah, I'll just... <laughs> I'll fling arrows until I hit something. I don't know. Hey. You're better at headshots. Just let you have to. That. You have to create your own luck. <laughs> you do. You can't kill anything unless you fling arrows. Like sometimes you got to be aggressive and take some chances. Absolutely. I've never not been aggressive in the woods. Let's just say that. <laughs> I have a very good... Um, I've always, I've always um, described myself as like a stoner that's never had to smoke weed to feel like a stoner. Yep. So the fuck it syndrome, I have that in me. Yeah. So that's not. anytime an animal comes, I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. I shot a squirrel out of the same tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with the same, uh, with a three rage or three blade rage broadhead. I will recommend if you're squirrel hunting with a bow, use rage. Right. <laughs> not deer, but not deer, squirrels. Yes. You're squirrel. Yeah. I, I, uh, I had shot rage. Oh, for as long as I can remember. I mean, since they kind of first came out, I mean, they haven't been out incredibly long time, but maybe 10 years. Yeah. And uh, I've shot Rage for, since I can remember, this last year, that buck, I went to the G5, is it Meat Eater? The, yes. The, the yep. three that have the, the three blades that fold down and clip completely flat on the side. Talking it about. looks like a field point. Yes. And then they have like an exposed kind of hook on the front. And when they catch yes. the animal, they, they deploy. Yep. And, uh, I thought, hell, this thing looks good. Up there's, I know some guys that have shot them. You see guys all online this year. Oh, absolutely. I said, hell, that buck. I said, no, oh, screw it. Going back to my tripans. <laughs> all right. Well, whenever proceeded, you, whenever proceeded you... to leave like a hatchet wound in the buck I shot this year. Yeah, they do a damn good job of that. But yeah, and you're obviously a better shot than me because I'm always worried I'm going to hit shoulder or something, and so I want something that's going to punch through it. So I found that. But well. My biggest, uh, my biggest deer is, I think, all due to rage. I mean, I was like you. There's one that was like 30 yards behind me, and it was big, <laughs> big looking buck for you know when I was still younger and spun around. My dad told me later, he's like, "How the hell did you shoot that?" I was like, "Well, I really know I almost fell out of the tree, but I did it." But it went right around around the the hill and came back to right where we usually put the boat. They have too much and. Perfect. I mean, he probably wasn't the best shot, but that rage put a big ass hole oh, in it. And they cut some holes. That's that's the only reason I got that deer. I think. So what's what's funny is the rage is the only deer I've shot in like a major artery or major um, I don't know what the vitals. Fuck vitals. So um, the following year, I shot a doe, and I hit the artery 
right below the spine. She went out in about 40 yards. My first doe last year, I shot the same artery high, just lower than the spine. Died, you did adjust your side. Died in 30 yards. And then I shot a doe in the head. I've never even hit him in the lungs or the heart other than that one rage. <laughs> So but you but my total, but fuck off because my total track job on four deer is like sixty yards. So you, so you didn't mean to shoot his head? No, I <laughs> tell this story that. on another one. <laughs> I think we told it a couple times. I mean, might as well tell it you're here. So my arrow said, I, I like to, t- I like to fuck with shit. So oh, I do too. I, I build my all my own arrows and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's back to RIP momentum. That's kind of why I had been going to Stewart's archery for the longest time. I grew up going to Stewart's. But he's not the type of guy that like is gonna invest any time into you. Yeah, exactly. They don't. They yes. he he'll set your bow up and say, "Here, it's you know, it's good to go at twenty yards. The rest is on you. It shoots straight." But I didn't know he did that much. I didn't know either. <laughs> As I got older, I was like, "Okay, I kind of want to like, tweak with this a little bit. Make sure you know, tune some stuff. I can get into like a little learn bit more. your learn everything." Yeah, exactly. A little bit learn a little bit more about your equipment, how to tune them, how to adjust them, and uh, I read some reviews. They actually did like full bow tuning up there, like paper yeah. tuning, stuff like that. So I, I went up there. I can't remember the guy I talked to. Who was the? He's kind of like a Hispanic. Poppy. 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 Yep. yep. Poppy. He, he helped me set up my bow, and uh, I built some new arrows. We kind of weighed them. You know, kind of walk, kind of walk me through because you know I didn't. I always liked to tinker with stuff, but I was always afraid to like absolutely mess, kind of mess stuff up. So it's a lot of energy in your hands. Oh yeah. With. Yeah. Yeah. If you mess something up, it, they can blow up. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he, he got me set up, got it really tuned in and, you know, kind of what I was wanting to do. I started building my own arrows and kind of was like, Hey, this is what I want to shoot arrow wise. Make a shoot straight yeah. type of deal. So he, uh, he helped me out for sure. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And so like, I like messing around with it. So, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the true blue crossbreed expandables. So basically you have your arrow and then you have these true blue expandables that screw in and then you screw in whatever broadhead you want. So I have a, uh, and it's an extra two. I'll show you whenever we get done here. They're out. They're outside. Um, so you have threads in your insert. And, yes. And then you thread in your normal broadhead. Right. So it's an extra hundred grains. And then you also have whatever broadhead you want. So I'm like, why not? Because I have my fixed blade. So I'm still going to get that initial penetration and it'll get far enough in to at least it's not going to slow down until it hits vitals. Yeah, and then I have the opening, sure. right? Yeah. And, a hundred, and a, another extra 100 grains. Yeah. So I'm close to like 600, like each in a brick wall stop in this fucking area. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it. So to side them in though, obviously you don't want them expanding sure. your target. So you take the blades out and you just get it close enough to where like when you put the blades in, it's not that much of a weight difference to where, you know, you're shooting 20, 30 yards. It's not going to make a huge difference. Exactly. So I do that. And, uh, so I go out and it's the second to last day of season. Um, one of our buddies lets me go on his properties. Like there's like 60 deer out in the field every, every day I had to drive by. So long story short, it was my first spot in stock. Okay. Cause I was trying to get to the tree stand, but I saw the deer out in the field before I got there. Um, but the wind, the way the wind was and timing, I knew that they weren't going to make it all the way to me if I just stood still or stayed there. So I fucking crawled on my hands and knees, like all the way to where I could, I thought that I was going to get to these deer. And the first one comes up, I'm like kneeling next to a tree, draw back and I shoot. And my initial reaction was like, that's the loudest arrow I've ever heard in my life. 
<laughs> it was a fucking it was helicopter it was like a helicopter like 100 i'm like what the f-? so the deer heard it so fast so oh, quickly yeah. that she ducked my arrow perfect she ducked it fucking fantastic but because she did it so well and she heard it so early she ducked and started turning back to run back the way she came she had time to go down and come back up <laughs> just down just down because it went right over her back and straight into the back of her head as she was turning to go back, straight in the back of her head and drop down dead. I'm like, kind of like my buck. Story. Same reaction as a coyote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Threw the fist up in the air and I'm like, what the fuck though? Like, what happened? And so we got oh. to tinkering later. And so there's a band around the blades and there's little little edge marks in the blades where the band's supposed to fit yeah, into. Yeah, we'll, yeah, hold it back. Well, it wasn't strong enough where it was, and so they were opening. As soon as I shot, they deployed. So it sounded like a fucking helicopter because yeah. these big ass blades Blade are out dangling off the side. So it helped because who knows if I would actually fucking hit the damn thing? It stood still, but it ducked my arrow perfect and and turned back and hit it right in the back of the head, and I didn't have a, a single foot to go to track it. And then and then all sixty deer came out to look at her. I hadn't seen a fucking deer in like three months. Did he kill one? And they were about to check it oh, out. Oh, absolutely. It was fun. But yeah, so that's my deer head story. You're a headhunter. I am the definition of a headhunter. I'm done doing all these track jobs, man. I mean, they're fun. I like going on on. What happens tracks. if you get like a 200 inch deer in front of you? You shoot him in the head. I'm gonna shoot him right in the back of the head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> taxidermist, can you cover over this? Yeah, um, don't ask any questions. Just fix it. <laughs> How are you gonna see a hole in the back of the skull with whenever the skin's over it? You know, so my thing is like, I got to get those brains out somehow and they usually drill them out. So yeah. just you're, you're saving right some money. I'll, I'll fucking save them a step. So the funny thing about the doe um, skull is I wanted to put it in here. Obviously, that's a trophy. Like that story doesn't happen very often. Yeah, there's so, a way you could like clean the skull and then like stick the arrow back through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. I would have done it. What about the coyote? Um, no, no, I tried. I'll get to that after this. The dough one first. So, the dough, I uh, I I wanted to put the skull outside on like a fence out back, sure, to let shit just gnaw off everything yeah. and then figure it out. Well, I didn't have any metal like wire, so I used really thick zip ties. Coyotes don't care about plastic, they just <laughs> shoot through it. So, I went back there like two weeks later and it was gone. So, I don't know what the trophy's gone. Um, the coyote skull. So I actually took the coyote to my brother because um, he wanted to try to um, do like uh, skinning out and getting the the fur and everything. And uh, he just got lazy. So I don't know where it went. Yeah. It got dumped off somewhere. But I wish I would have kept that one. That been now I have my own pot, and that's how I did the hog skull. Sure. So now I do that. I wish I would have done that sooner because it was pretty. I mean, it was a little time consuming, but pretty easy. Oh, so yeah. I wish I yeah, I've, I've boiled a couple deer heads in the past. Yeah. That's a way to go, though. So. Well, shit, man. This might be the longest one we've ever done. Yeah. Good times and good stories. It's like, what do I need to bring? I said, bring some whiskey and some good stories. I brought bourbon and myself. I try. Well, you got anything else? Yeah, I thought I feel like I had a couple other questions but you said you all kinds of questions lined up for me you said you're gonna be rapid fire then we got just like totally that's how it goes that's the story of my life (laughs) see you you plan for this a little more than oh yeah this is all just off the top like fuck planning like i have a general idea of ask of questions i want to ask well yeah you have like generic stuff yeah absolutely start talking and it it leads to other stuff that's what i love i love i love real conversations i don't want it to be scripted i want it to be a real conversation sure that's what 
that's what we were designed for. All this damn social media and fucking cell phones and COVID got people distant. And I'm I'm ready to pull everybody back together as much as I can. Amen. So face to face shit. Well, like I like just random stories popping up. I can't get over this like just speaker setup. This thing is just like on point. You're welcome. Again, <laughs> one guy. Yeah, this is a this is a like a legit podcast setup. If only we could be a legit <laughs> So yeah, there's a story on that too. Time. You should see the first first mics we started out with. They're out in my car right now. For whatever reason, I think I saw them somewhere. They were like little. They had little tripod stands. Yeah, like little, little like little foam microphones. <laughs> no, they weren't even foam. They were just normal like like, like yeah, karaoke like, night microphones. Like yeah. Yeah. But like so, whenever we started it, the basement flooded. We talked about that. Yeah. And so this was a concrete room. I don't know. Did you guys post pictures or like some of your your first episodes where there's were they just like pictures of like you guys stand, sitting at the table or something? Some of them were, yeah. Because I remember like seeing uh I don't know if it was just like the main like little picture on like the podcast episode screen or whatever, but I remember seeing it, it was like studs. Yes, it was down to nothing. Uh, the bottoms were, yeah. Concrete um, floor and studs. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the first. Let me look here. Um. Yeah, there. I mean, you can kind of see in the background. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what I think I remember seeing. Shit down there. and um, There's Clint. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. I don't know that. I know that guy. Everyone he used to show up. So, yeah, I mean, it, so it was a concrete concrete room, really. So, yeah. sound was terrible. The mics were terrible. I would say, this this sounds good. At least it sounded good in my ears. Yeah, yeah. right. It, it might sound just as good when it actually gets it, it doesn't sound quite there. We're not there yet. Um, obviously, I need to. I got fucking blankets up on the wall in my sick of gear, but I need to get actual sound sound that's panels. What, that's what really makes the difference. Absolutely, makes the difference yeah. and everything. But uh, I need to get some sound panels and stuff. But we're getting close. But it sounds way better than the the metal garbage can that it sounded like we were in whenever we started. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. This is awesome. It looks it looks legit. We're not there yet, but we look it. Fake it till you make it. That's right. As soon as we get our third guy back, might might be a little better. Future's not looking bright. <laughs> we'll see you in 2025. Uh, Paul, you got anything else? No. Jordan, thanks for coming. Yes, absolutely. Appreciate wasting, you guys having me. Wasting two hours of your life. No, it's Having time. some drinks and can't, uh, talking bullshit. Hey, it's part of hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't substitute this, man. This, I love this shit. Oh, it's not, it does my heart good. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> good to throw some stories around and reminisce on good, bad. Yeah, I hope you uh, hope you get the job done this year with this one. I'm excited to to follow along and see what you got yeah. going. Hopefully too. I got a couple couple bucks, a couple nice deer that are potential on the hit list. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, one question though: Are you ever going to think about like filming all these fucking giants getting killed? That's one thing I've never got into. I just yeah. It adds another level of complexity to it. Absolutely. To, to already hunting big deer. And, yes. and like, but I haven't like killed like super, super mature deer. I mean, like, yeah, those are young. These bucks, <laughs> I mean, just like with anything else, like, you can really make stuff hard. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, I'm to the point right now where if I kill, and, and there's people that are like, oh, you know, I wouldn't have shot 150 inch deer, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'm not to that point yet. No, fuck no. If a nice 150, 155, 160. Yep. 115 walks in front of me. It's yeah. getting narrow. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my best to kill it. So it's like at that at this point, maybe if I start shooting 200 inch deer. Right. And I'm like, okay, maybe I want people to yeah. see this. But at the, at, right now I'm like, there's a lot. I'm happy it. with my own two eyes and being my lone wolf yeah. in the woods. And yeah. 
going after the big ones. Yeah, I can. I can respect that. I, have. I can respect it and understand it because, man, it, it as a whole another fucking like shout out to the people that do it. Because yeah, it's crazy hard. Oh yeah, I mean they're in especially doing it by yourself. There's just so much more playing that has to come into it. Honestly, like you, I mean, so much more equipment. One you have to carry. Two you have to set that up. And right. So it's like. There's just that yeah. much more noise, sure. than, you know, or whatever. Well, I'll extend this uh, invite or request or whatever you want to call it because, fuck it. Um, I don't have a camera, but we're we're thinking about trying to kind of mess with it. Just, sure. It's just fun going on our, our adventures. You well, know? yeah. You, well, and you got to put, put where you guys have started. Yes. It'd be a nice addition yeah. to be able to record some stuff. And put stuff put visual with the audio that people yeah. are seeing. So. Um, it'd be cool. Um, I got hang on tree stands. If you ever like think you're on it and you want it filmed, like I have no problem taking a day off from myself hunting and going and being with some, I, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I love hunting with people yeah. just as much as I love hunting by myself. Like oh, yeah. I love the, the, the bond and the, the camaraderie and the stories that go along with it. Absolutely. And that's, and that's one thing that's like, um, I know we're, we were like getting ready to end and I were going off again. <laughs> we do whatever the fuck we want. We, uh, there's just so few people that have like, to to the average person that knows me, they probably be like, you know, he gets lucky, kills big deer, and he's really tall. Or yeah, has tall and gets lucky, kills big deer. But yeah. behind the scenes, I you know, there's very few people that like, and I and I don't see the work that goes in. The that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of guys that publicize all everything they do in the woods. Right. So it's like, okay, yeah, you expect them to kill big deer. You know, they put in tons of work. You see it all over their Instagram. Blah blah blah. Sure. It's this you know i i've never been one to like post stuff so right. it's like there's not a lot of people that are out there that like no even though i don't tell doors. people that i like yes. uh, everything i do there's not a lot of people that like have the same like itch yes you know or, or on the same level right in a way mm-hmm. yeah by all means i'm not like some freaking maniac, it's, a, it's like, an obsession though i mean <laughs> like yeah you know, i have a good balance it's not like I, it's all i think about you know but when it comes to deer season like there's a lot of for deer's a lot of a lot of things on my mind you know, there's yeah. Right at the top of my list. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I suck at deer hunting, but there's not too many days I don't wake up, and it's one of the first two or three thoughts in my mind. Even yeah. in the middle of summer, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. You can ask my wife. Like, I'm just now, like, getting back to, like, you know, starting to think about it. You know, you yeah, think about your up. think about your child now and yeah. stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, deer exactly. yeah, exactly. So, she's like... <laughs> I, I, I kind of, like, picking her brain the other day. I was like, hey, so what do you think this deer season is going to look like? She's like, well, you know, yeah. kind of open ended. You gotta, you you'll gotta find start. out when you get there. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're just MIA. Yeah, because so like, that's not, I mean, I'm. I don't like just like I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't hunt every single day, but I do when the weather's good. I hunt, dude. I don't even care. I just got to be out there. Uh, my shit in this house was literally packed last season. It was great. I mean, I take, I, I do, I just, just what I want to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I am the same way. <laughs> Your shit was packed last year too. What? Your shit was packed last year too. Pack all the time. Yeah. Like all my, I came home and all my clothes were in the tubs. Oh yeah, everything's ready to go. <laughs> like my personal clothes, not even my hunting clothes. Oh. Yeah, just like, like packed ready to get the fuck out of this house because oh. I was getting kicked out because I hunt too much. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. And Poland's over here like. Yeah, I got uh, shit ready to go. Uh, my personal closet, not my hunting closet. Yeah. 
Like you were ready to get like get kicked out of the house. Yeah. Yeah, she had had enough. Oh, all right, that's a good spot to end on. <laughs> if if you're not taking it so serious that you're not getting kicked out of your house by your old lady, then you're not taking it serious enough for me. Exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Exactly. Jordan, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. With us. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, good luck this season. Hopefully, we can uh, have you on a follow up and talk some more about uh, that one getting killed and hopefully some more. That's so, what I'm hoping for. We'll see what happens. You'll probably place and probably win another tournament or something. Hey, Bow Hunting League, you need to get signed up. It's free. It's a three man team. There's They just hit over 200 teams like today. Is it statewide or is it? Uh, it's nationwide. Na- mid- all Midwest? Dude, it's crazy. It, yeah. Uh, no, nation, like you can fucking you can be you can put in mule deer, you can put in elk. Yeah, you can. Really? So, um, and they're they just did a podcast with WCB. Um, so you can listen to that, get more details. I don't sure. talk too much about them, but like they're getting to the point where they're trying to give away trucks and shit. So they're getting big. I mean, they're getting that's, good enough sponsors, and it's it, you don't have to pay anything to do it. So that's even better. Yeah. So there's a lot of big, big, that'd be uh, uh, even better investment. Yeah. Big teams are going, and you get another, another teammates, team, three man teams. There you go. So you could get somebody like me who kills really big deer. I'm just kidding. I already got a team. We're going to win it. Our team's going to be, we're going to win last place. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking two hours out of your life to listen to us bullshit. We appreciate the fuck out of y'all. y'all. I went by fast. Went by it, fast. Dude, it is incredible. Every time we get done, I'm like, dude, I cannot believe how fast an hour or two hours. And I'll tell you, it's always better with whiskey. Absolutely. Goodbye.